Good morning, everyone. Welcome to God's house today for worship. Special day today, it's confirmation day, or for God's people, all of us, it's really reconfirmation day. Reconfirming the promises of God that we know and that he's taught us. Think back to that day for yourself, if you've had it. What a special day that was. But what an empty day that would have been if only it would have been merely listening to the word and not doing what it said. And so confirmation is not just a day where we've been taught and trained in the word. It's the day where we step forward and say, we're going to put this into practice. And by God's grace, we have. Today, we're going to look at the word of God under the focus of action. Order of service is found on screen or in your worship folder. Let's open with our first hymn, 599. of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. you. 
We have come into the presence of God who created us to love and serve him as his dear children. But we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment. Therefore, let us confess our sins to him and plead for his mercy. Merciful Father in heaven, I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. But trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray. Have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all of your sin. By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give us all now strength to live according to his will. Please be seated.
Let us pray. Risen and ascended Lord, you are the vine, we are the branches. Apart from you, there is no life. By baptism, you have grafted us into your gracious life. Cause your word to abide in us and make us fruitful to the glory of your Father, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. first lesson we have today is from Acts chapter 16, and you see cause and effect. You see the word planted, and you see the word at work. You see somebody take to heart the word of God by grace and move into action. We read, from Troas we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day we went on to Neapolis. From there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony in the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. That's where the Jews would gather on the Sabbath. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman from the city of Thyatira named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. This is the word of our Lord. Continue with our psalm of the day this morning, Psalm 67, and sing it together.
Second lesson for us this morning is from 1 John 3. This serves as a basis for the sermon. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. This is the word of the Lord. We sing the verse of the day. gospel this morning is from John chapter 15, a, a great section. Jesus talks about vine and branches. He's the vine, we're the branches, and from his love to us, we bear much fruit. Another way to see that is, there's much action. We read, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the Gospel of the Lord. for the hymn 596.
Grace and mercy and peace, they're yours. From God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, fellow believers in him. Sound? Set. Camera? Set. Roll sound. Sound rolling. Roll camera. Camera speed. Marker. Scene one, roll one. Take one. And action! Um, that's your cue. <laughs> the camera's rolling. Cut. I, I guess we need to take a step back and look at what kind of action we're talking about this morning. This is the kind of action where there's no cut. This is the kind of action where there's no stop. This is the kind of action where there's no take two, there's no take three, there's no take four. The kind of action God calls you and me to in our life is the kind of action that never stops. Think about that. For the eighth grader, there's no... I'm sorry, Pastor Bodie. I'd like to go back to September and redo my confirmation year, my eighth grade year, because I really didn't memorize the way I was supposed to. I'd like to go back and do that scene completely over again. I'm sorry, boyfriend or girlfriend. You know what? Last night shouldn't have happened the way it did. Let's go back and do that better this time and not let what happened last night happen again. There's no, I'm sorry, neighbor, I should have helped you in your time of need next time. Or, I wish I could go back and redo it. There's no, get your driver's license, drink too much, drive your vehicle, damage your vehicle, do damage to your life, maybe do damage to your neighbor's property, or even your neighbor's life, and somebody's going to stop and yell, cut, cut, whoa, that went way afar afield from the script. Let's, let's go back to the beginning and take it from the top down. Get married someday and get into one of those tense moments with your spouse and foul words fly out of your mouth directed at the other. There's, at no point will you look at the other person, your spouse, and say, Stop. Let's go back and do this fight scene over again. And this time, let's not use the foul language. God's call is a call to action. And you, with your life, every breath you take, get one take. That's it. God calls us to action every single day of our life in something that you can't repeat, redo, do over, do again. It's constant. It's ongoing. This is one take going forward. And today, today's confirmation day. Today is the day where you are indicating that you understand the grace to which the director, God himself, the triune God has called you, and that you are going to do this and carry it out in your life. John tells us what our role is. 
when he says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and in truth. Now, for an actor, if an actor goes into their scene, into their, where they're shooting the film, and the camera's rolling, and the actor or actress doesn't know their, their script, doesn't know the words they're supposed to say, you know, that actor or actress isn't going to be for very long an actor. It's really the same for the Christian. If a Christian doesn't know the script, if a Christian doesn't know the scriptures, whoa, that Christian isn't going to be a Christian much longer. When John writes, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, he's not diminishing words and speech. He's not putting words down. He's not putting speech down. He's not saying these things are worthless and unimportant. Speech and words are extremely important. He's just saying it doesn't end there. And so we want to make sure we're being filled up with the word and God's speech. And so... We come to church on Sunday, and we're going to be here next Sunday or Monday, right? And the next Sunday or Monday after that. And for the eighth graders especially, now they get to transition into adult Bible study in the gymnasium or the second Bible study we've got in the commons. And they're going to continue to encourage relatives in the importance in Sunday school and maybe some of the other midweek Bible studies. And if at all possible down the road, they're going to see the high regard and value on a Lutheran elementary school training, not to put down other schools, I don't do that, but because the Word of God is there. We don't dare diminish words in speech. The Word of God is of utmost importance, and these things are because through the Word we see Christ, we see Jesus at the center of the Bible, and through the Word of God, through God's Word, He maintains our Christianity and especially strengthens our faith. But a good actor takes it a step further. They're not just words coming out of their mouth. A good actor, oh, you and I can tell, a good actor, they make it real. They make it look easy. They look as if this is actually the role they were born to do and born to play. And and when people look at that, they see this isn't an act whatsoever. That person is this role. On the other hand, you and I know what a lousy actor looks like. Ooh, that person's way too stiff. Uh, That one's way too awkward. They're just completely out of character. That one is just way too unbelievable. They, They just don't convince me at all. They know what they're trying to do here. Do you understand what we give the world the right to think? When a Christian acts with their actions stiff according to the word of God, or when they act awkward and out of character according to what the Word of God says, or when they act completely unbelievable according to the way the Word of God leads a Christian, we give the world the right to say, holy cow, this person looks like their Christianity is just an act. That their love is fake. And maybe even worse, they make it look like God's love for people is fake. 
and that you don't know what your Christian role really is. Do you know what you and I are called to be and to do and to show? We're called to be lovers. We're called to show and reflect agape, unconditional love in our lives. This is, this is not a romance. This is not a Hallmark kind of movie. The Christian in their life is to demonstrate the depth and the breadth and the height of the love of God that he has for people in Christ Jesus that is revealed in the scriptures. And God wants action. That's what he's calling for, to show anything less for Christians in their lives to demonstrate something that cheapens that love. That's hypocrisy. Do you know what? The word of God doesn't train B actors. The Word of God doesn't, doesn't shape second-rate actors. In fact, the Word of God doesn't shape actors at all. Did you see the second word that John called God's people? Dear children. The implications are your children of God. By the Word of God, this is not an act. This is the reality. This is who you are. This is what he's made you to be. And this is what we get to be and live like every day of our life. The word of God has called us to be in his love and to demonstrate this kind of love whether the cameras are rolling or not. That's your role. Actually, let's back up a second because the cameras are always rolling. Did you know that? You're never off camera. God, when he created you and when he created people, he did something incredible. God put a camera right inside of you. We call that camera the conscience. Your conscience and mine is always on. It is always recording every scene, every take, every act. It never turns off. And if you've ever listened to your your voice on an answering machine, you know what I'm talking about. Because, speaking for myself, my voice sounds terrible when I listen to it myself. Your conscience does the exact same thing. When you ask your conscience to replay your performance, when you ask your conscience to replay the words you've said or to show you how you how you acted in a certain scene of your life, and it replays that for you, it's really the exact same thing as listening to your voice on a recording. It just looks and sounds terrible. That's what I look like? That's what I sound like? That's what I did? Do you know for uh, Hollywood actors, when they give a lousy performance, they can get an award. They can get an award called the Golden Raspberry Award, or a Razzie. But sadly, when a Christian has a lousy performance, they get an award too. The conscience awards guilt. The conscience applies shame. The conscience reminds you that for that performance, you are going to have to stand before God and give a report and an accounting for exactly what you said and did in that scene and every scene of your life. 
John tells us in those moments of your earthly life exactly what to do and where to go. Go to your creator. He says, if our hearts condemn us, now the word for heart he's really using in a sense for the conscience. If we have a guilty, sensitive heart that's applying guilt and shame to us and it's condemning us, how could you act like that? How could you say that? If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. What a beautiful verse. God knows the law. He wrote it. He, he wrote the rules for how to act. God knows sin. God knows every single sinner's performance because God has been evaluating every single sinner since the beginning of time, Adam and Eve. God has seen every one of the worst performances. He knows everything. Which means he doesn't just know the bad performances. When the Bible said God, says God knows everything, that includes God knows the best performance. God knows Jesus. God knows the gospel. God knows the good news. He knows what he's done with his son to send him and, and to have Jesus shed his blood for the sins of the world. He sent Jesus whose life was not an act. I think one of the neatest things when I think about Jesus is to consider Jesus did the life that he did in one take from beginning to end. It was just one shot. That's all he needed. It was perfection from beginning to end. There was no hypocrisy. There was no lovelessness. There were no foul words that came from his mouth. It was beautiful and perfect. An Oscar, if you will, from beginning to end, something that pleased the Lord. Which is why these scriptures are not just words. The Bible that you and I pay so much attention to, this is not just something insignificant. This is the word of God. This is the word that testifies to that life of Jesus Christ, to the one who would have this performance, to the one who would do that kind of life, to the one who would win everything for sinners, to the one who would roll out the red carpet of salvation to people like you and me who don't deserve it. And forgive us for our sins. God knows everything, including this performance of Jesus Christ. This life of Jesus is a life that knew no guilt, no shame, and testified to every scene and take of his life to the Heavenly Father. So that you, on the pages of this book, would know what real love looks like. Through faith in Jesus... You get that. Through faith in Jesus, that life is your life. That performance is your performance. That record is your record. Those words are your words. That death is your death. That resurrection will be your resurrection. That heaven is your heaven. You know what that does for people like us? That gives confidence. 
That gives us confidence in our role. That gives us confidence in our performance. That gives us confidence to hold firm to the word of God, no matter what the world is going to say or do to us. That gives us confidence to live and act every day to the glory of God. That gives us confidence in the privacy of our home or bedroom or in the public nature of our church to pray to the Lord and to know with confidence that he hears us and he will answer our prayer for our good. It gives us confidence to hold to the scriptures, not just every day, but to our dying day. And to cling to the word the way Jesus did, knowing that God will fulfill his promises to us with our dying breath through Jesus Christ. Where do we get such confidence? John writes in the very last sentence of our text for today, we know it by the spirit he gave us. There you have it. You know your loving role? You understand the way your performance works? And when your conscience is is coming down on you, you know exactly where to go, that you take that to your creator who stands above your conscience and testifies to you the gospel on the basis of the word of God and forgives your every sin. You have the Holy Spirit who goes with you every step of the way of your life, giving you confidence in the Lord, your heavenly Father. Check, check, check. Which really leaves just one thing left. Christian? Action. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of God which surpasses our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This time the ushers will bring the offering forward. Heavenly Father, watch over all of your children, especially Alexander on his baptismal day, the eighth graders on their confirmation day, Joellen Vollmer as she mourns the passing of her husband this week, and Connie Keither through her hospitalization and admittance to Pine Haven this past week. No matter what stage or age of life we're in, bless us, Lord, and support us by your word. Keep us faithful and ever trusting. 
so that we receive from you everything you've promised in the crown of life. We join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for teaching us the things you want us to believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit to keep your word in pure hearts, that we may be strengthened in faith, guided in holiness, and comforted in life and in death. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another and serve your Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.
Morning, everyone. Welcome to any guests and visitors here today. Love having you come worship with us. Love to have you come again. As far as announcements for today, this is a special schedule. Uh, 8 o'clock service obviously didn't change, but next weekend we revert back to our regular 8 and 10.30 and Monday at 6 p.m. schedule. No Bible study today either due to the special confirmation service at 11 o'clock today, um, but uh, general week is... Uh, is uh, right in line with regular plan. So Bible studies happening this week and opportunities like that. I ask you just to check that out in the bulletin or online as you're able. Any announcements from you for today then or for the week ahead? Not seeing any. Please keep the confirmands, uh, the 12 eighth graders in your prayers. Special day for them and uh, big things the Lord has in store for them in the days ahead too. God's blessings and please greet one another as, as uh, you're, you're able. Take care.